0: What's going on, guys? I'm Chris and I'm Ryan, and welcome to Looking Ahead to Beto Days. So, Ryan, this is our first episode that we are co doing. Yeah. Um, this is a yes. uh, supplemental episode.
1: Just trying to kind of figure this out. Um, yeah, so we had this uh, big gun discussion uh, a few weeks ago, and it was apparently pretty popular. So, uh, since then, Beto's obviously released a new plan, so we just thought we would. Uh, Or he's added to his plan, so we thought we would talk about what he's come up with and uh,
0: just kind of clue you guys guys in. Yeah, yeah. the uh, The plan got released. We did the episode, and then like two days later, they released the gun plan. (laughs) And from what I'm seeing, because it went from a five point plan to what, like a nine point plan?
1: Yeah, it's up to what is it now? It's nine on the website. Yeah, it started off as like five. So yeah, they just keep adding adding to it and that's a that's a that's that's the way it should work i guess that's a, that's a sign of an evolving campaign it's a sign of a candidate who's listening to people and adding to stuff
0: yeah you can't easier. just have you can't just have like a like a stagnant thing so, you have to be able to be fluid because you know sometimes something doesn't work and you say something that people yeah. don't like or you say something that sounds really good but you need to elaborate on it right that's, that's kind of cool what what makes but, uh better right interesting
1: but before we get on by, um uh You know, I finally, I listened to our last podcast. So, our last podcast we did, it was the Houston Debates, and we did a little segment uh, about uh, where I actually went out and I recorded some supporters saying, why Beto? And uh, just the whirlwind of activity going on, I never really had a chance to listen to that. And so I finally had a chance to listen to it. You did a great job editing it, by the way, Chris. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, a- from, from what I gave you to work with, it sounded amazing. But it definitely made me realize that, um, you know, there was a lot of supporters there who I got some really great stuff with that just didn't come out. So I really, if you didn't hear your voice, I think you mentioned this, Chris, uh, you know, if you didn't hear your voice or you didn't make it, it, please let us know. We would love to hear from you because, uh, yeah, I had a lot of great people who I talked to who I just, the audio didn't come out, this outside was...
0: Which is great, though. It's because yeah. you guys—they they were so fucking loud, man. Like they were really, yeah. really loud. In fact, one of the interviews that you did, you couldn't hear anything but the people going B E T O battle battle battle. And I actually took that out, used that as the intro to the segment, and then bookended it with the with that same same thing, just because it sounded dope as shit. So, wow. like, we got really good stuff. But we wanna we wanna make sure that like if somebody's talking to us, we wanna be able to get yeah. that. So. Um, I'm, if you so, were,
1: yeah.
0: Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. No, I was just gonna
1: self flagellate a little bit that I'm really sorry that I didn't get those people in there. So, uh, you know, we're still learning how we're, how to do this. So, uh, you know, the day before, I literally went out and just bought this handheld recorder uh, reporter mic that seemed to work okay. So, um, but just I already learned a lot of stuff uh on how to do things better so i'm hoping to put that to use here soon
0: just like the beto campaign the podcast is always evolving like i said we 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 started with the just the bad episode i wouldn't say it's a bad episode but it was literally three of us sitting around a mic and we've expanded to like i've had people all over the country you know Mm -hmm. we started just me now we brought ryan in ryan's the (laughs) co-host and we're we're doing like so many big things here Mm -hmm. you know getting the audio um getting our audio just right and like like we were saying if if you recorded audio and you didn't hear yourself go to at look to the number two Beto Days that is uh, our Twitter shoot us a DM say hey um, I didn't hear my voice but I'd, I'd, I'd still like to be on the show and we'll get you right on here like for sure and easy 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 and even if you don't want to come on the show uh, you know we'll even
1: take an mp3 of you just telling us why you like Beto and uh, yeah we'll take that too
0: yeah, oh yeah, sure. Send us send us your MP3s. We can easily, um, I can I can edit that down, switch things up, um, and 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 kind of fit it into the show. So if you can get that to us, that'd be that'd be great too. Um, we have yeah. an email. It's uh, looking ahead to bedo at gmail.com um yeah just hit us up that way um and it's actually going to be super super important because ryan is actually going to the iowa steak fry i am so yeah uh i'm
1: actually planning on making a trip all the way out to the iowa steak fry uh if you don't know what the iowa steak fry is uh, which i didn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i didn't at first i had to ask a few times uh so Fry I'm pretty is sure my... for barbecue, actually. They aren't actually deep-frying steaks. They're just actually grilled steaks. Which so was my first question.
0: <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is
1: deep-frying steak? Like, what monster came up with this? <laughs> that was actually my first thought. I was like, okay, now I'm excited to go. This I was thinking, like, steak on a stick or something. I don't know. I had weird business. No, it's just grilled steaks. There's apparently barbecue. So, uh, yeah, go to basically eat a bunch of barbecue, uh, Beto's going to be out there. It's he's he's one of the first to speak. Um, it's going to be a big rally. So this is a a big campaign thing for Iowa uh, and for the campaign in general. This was the steak fry was Obama's coming out party. So if you remember back in uh, 2008 when he was running, uh, you know, he was trailing Clinton for a while, and then he went to the Iowa State Fair, and that's where he started really catching on. So we're really showing up there. We're going to have a big presence, uh, you know, be as loud as we can. I'm going to be there all weekend. There's canvassing. There's a climate strike. uh I think there's a presidential forum I'll be attending. I'm still in the process of like finalizing my itinerary and getting scheduled. I hope to have some uh, great interviews for you guys. So, uh, you know, all the audio issues that I had previously, I've ordered a whole bunch of new mics and different equipment. So hopefully I'll be prepared and actually have, uh, I won't miss anything this time. So. yeah, that should be a blast. It'd be. A, I, I said when I started this thing, when I started uh, working for bed, I was like, you know, it would be nice if I took a trip to Iowa since I'm actually helping out with the presidential campaign. I feel like that's something you should like do at some point. Just go to Iowa. I don't know why. Is that like a pilgrimage or something that you need to go to Iowa I, if you're helping with the presidential campaign?
0: It's <laughs> like a political pilgrimage and I'm just going to live vicariously through you. Ryan's going to go <laughs> hang out with politicians and I will be at work.
1: Well, I'm uh, more than All likely going to be mostly Beto supporters. Is what I really hope. Uh, yeah, grab a bunch of Y Betos and talking to volunteers.
0: Um, yeah, maybe Beto's I got some get... great volunteers. Like he's uh, Ryan's really set up some great interviews with a lot of the people who do a uh, just a lot of stuff. A mm-hmm. lot of the social media team's going to be there. A so lot of I... the uh, of the like the canvassers and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I would. Um... You know, maybe get a few paid staff. I don't know. They they have – they can't always talk on uh, on microphones, so, uh, you know, but if I could get some uh, actual staff members, maybe get them to talk to us. Um, you know, so basically just going out there, seeing what I can do. <laughs> so I'll get as much hit, hit as I can. Hit him with the fluttery
0: eyes. Just, just <laughs> rock him right at him, please. <laughs> But yeah, um, and that uh, Ryan's going to be doing that. I'm kind of doing uh, an, another thing where we are all over the place. Um, I am going to be hosting a fundraiser um, with a a um, a co-host of mine whose name is Kelly Willett. She is at uh, Beto loves dogs. Me and her came together and we we're like, you know what? Um, let's let's do something else. A part of being a Beto supporter is um, you know uplifting other candidates. And she said, Well, why don't we get, try to partner with Marcel McClinton? Um, And for those of you who don't know who he is, Marcel um, is a mass shooting survivor who is fucking shit. He's he's fucking tired (laughs) of people dying, right? So he's, he's going to, um, he's running for city council in Houston. Mm -hmm. So me and her got together and we're, we're going to host a, uh, a fundraiser up in Northern Virginia. We're gonna fu- ra- fundraise for Marcel um, for City Council, and we're also going to fundraise for March for Our Lives. We're gonna split the uh, the donations between Marcel and March for Our Lives because. You know as this the rest of this podcast will tell you um, we're I'm not a big fan of the things that's going that are going on with this country as they mm-hmm. pertain to laws and um, we're gonna lead that right or excuse me gun laws and that's gonna yeah. lead us right into um, Beto's gun plan and as all as always um we uh, we always start with a quote and I think we all know which quote we're gonna gonna go with and that's <laughs> a Beto saying hell yes you're gonna we're gonna take your ar-15s and i'm 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 for it we haven't there's no reason to have that uh even like why is this a debate uh they brought out today that the guy who invented them invented them to sell to the army to use Mm -hmm. with the army
1: yeah and and we'll talk about that in in a little bit but yeah the they 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 they're weapons of war absolutely absolutely so do we just want to uh go through this or
0: yeah oh. absolutely sorry right, bump into uh, we're still super grassroots here we're I'm, I'm bumping into my thing and my dog's losing his mind behind me so <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to talk about gun reform he's trying to go pee
1: <laughs> well you need to make sure the
0: dog goes pee. Absolutely. yeah nah, somebody will get him He's good. he's good all right, all right, he's just right. li- He's all right. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and get this. We're going to break this down. Beto has it broken down into nine points. We're going to go through the points. And um, as we go through the points, we're going to kind of discuss them. Th- discuss them. So point one of Beto's gun reform plan is uh, end influence of NRA and stifling progress on gun violence prevention. And the yeah. NRA is doing a pretty good job of doing that themselves. But his point is also...
1: Uh, in general, making sure that democracy works for the people and not PACs in general. Um, you know, NRA is just one lobby. Uh, there's lots of different lobbies out there. You know, we're not going to be able to get the any gun kind lobby. Of real, yeah, like, we're not d- just be, the makers. Yeah, we're not going to be able to get any kind of real progressive uh, reform done while we still have these kinds of PACs that are able to, you know, seek just throw money at the problem and, 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 and get people upset. Um, so we're going to have to counter the NRA, not only in making sure that they can't influence politicians, but also counter their message, make sure that they're not influencing voters. And so there's really a couple points to that, You know, making sure that voters are informed and voters aren't susceptible to the NRA talking points as well.
0: Well, and that's that That kind of harkens back to, you know, the whole hell yes, we're going to take mm-hmm. your Ar, uh, AR-15. And you had uh, Democratic Senator Chris Coons come out and say that's mm-hmm. a bad you, – you're, you're playing right into the NRA in the Republicans' mm-hmm. hands. Well, no shit. They're going to do that anyways. Like, for yeah. real. Like, for, I mean, they're going to say that shit anyways.
1: Yeah, Pete came out and said the same thing today. Actually, the other day, actually suggested yeah. that we shouldn't that, – that that was a step too far. I was like, you know, no, we, we, we shouldn't be concerned about – what the other side is going to say about us if it's going to energize them, we shouldn't be concerned that our talking point is going to energize their base that's and just he, not how you do it
0: and he originally said that he said you know they're going to call us socialists anyways he said that in the first debate and mm-hmm. when he came out and said that well you know we have mitch mcconnell and, and donald trump at least pretending you know, you know I'm i don't want him mentioned- to pretend i'm not here to play house can, can, can i just say either who the hell
1: is listening and believing what moscow mitch is saying like seriously if you believe that he is making going to do, do anything about guns at all if you actually think that there's any chance of working with him then that sh- you're stupid <laughs> there's yeah. no way he's going to do anything you're you're so, really
0: grasping at straws at that point yeah,
1: yeah so let's just go ahead and drop that if you don't believe in the policies you know say so but let's not you know let's not back it by saying well it's going to get the republicans I'm upset so, oh, and that's yeah. the yeah. so that's, I bet you know, we could turn that into a podcast episode talking about just the NRA
0: and all their death threats and. Stuff, so. <laughs> we we could do an entire like four hour segment on just how shitty Mitch McConnell was, and I'm a hundred percent sure we could get Dan to come back for that one <laughs> anytime. He he hates it that. It might be our most popular episode too. It one hundred percent could just be us for four hours, just going fuck Mitch McConnell. for four fuck hours. You. We have the most listeners we've ever had. Uh, so that brings uh, us to uh to point number two, and that's uh to create a nationwide gun licensing system mm-hmm. and registry. And and, you know, you, you have to have a license to drive a car, right? Mm-hmm. So you should have to have a license to own a gun. Like, yeah, you know, they yeah. you have to have insurance to drive a car. And you have to have requirements. You have to know how to drive
1: a car. Well, his plan requires you to re- complete a gun safety course. You know, there was a case recently of, and today, a four-year-old girl, uh, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, a four-year-old toddler shot herself And the parents aren't facing any charges. Well, that's bad gun safety. That's wrong. Like, that, that training needs to be fixed. That person needs to know how to handle that weapon. You can't just hand somebody stuff and say, oh, you assume they know how
0: it's safe and you see situations like that so you know. it's bad parenting too I remember oh, yeah. watching a uh, story about um, a kid who you know he had gone into his uh, house he, he had this girl that he was really really into and he found a gun in like a cookie jar or some shit like that and he took it out and he was going to go show her at school because he had been suspended for something completely unrelated mm-hmm. um, and so he, he took the gun and he goes to the school and he wants to pull her out of class and um when he he does that um the teacher's like no you're suspended you can't be here so the kid pulled the gun and pointed it at the teacher and the gun went off because the kid didn't know how to use it and he shot and he shot the teacher in the head and killed him so the kid is now sitting in jail but mm-hmm. i can guarantee you none of those parents had any kind of consequences the kid was like 13 years old and say years old
1: that's something that the license and registry really gets to i'm of the personal opinion if you have a gun licensed and registered to you, you should be responsible for every bullet that comes out of that gun. I you know, agree. If it, if it gets stolen and you don't report it as stolen and that gun gets used to rob a convenience store, you're responsible for that. You know That's my personal view. And this is where a licensing and registration system does at least kind of get to that point. It could says, okay, you know, we understand that guns are still gonna get out there. They're still gonna have, but at least we can we can create a baseline for ownership so that you're going to own safely and we can create a baseline to make sure that you're acceptable person to be transferring this gun to you know these are the kinds of things and then we start being able to identify you know leakage where did this gun so when a gun is used in a crime now you know where it's coming from now you know it's happening yeah so you can you can trace it right and so you hear a lot of people talking about like how are you going to enforce these gun laws how are you going to enforce this how are you going to enforce because i don't know if, if you you know if you've listened on twitter le- recently this that's what all the second amendment people are talking about if they're not threatening to kill people is how is he going to possibly do this well this is your primary method is licensing and registration if you're going to have a gun it's going to be licensed it's going to be registered you get caught without a licensed and registered gun well guess what F- fine fine Maybe confiscation, maybe not. I mean, you know, the actual consequences are still kind of to be worked out. But yeah, you know, to follow the law, you're going to have to have it licensed and registered.
0: And if it's not, then you are breaking the law. And that's pretty straightforward. I mean they would have had to have done that with cars at some point in time once the car Mm -hmm. the original cars wouldn't have had any kind of licensing or any any kind of that at least that I know of and that would have come later after cars had been out and it's not a, a hard ask like just say to gun owners hey we won't even make you pay just register your gun get licensed let's run a background check on you we can we can do this real fast and if you come back clean you're good the people who don't show up for that or don't try to sell back the guns are the same people we don't don't want having them in the first place because they're exhibiting lawlessness and that's not what we need. The whole, it's going to start a civil war that, like, you know, Meghan McCain said, uh, you know, that's ridiculous. Uh, All they're doing is amping up that base that really thinks they're going to start a civil war Uh, and they're going to show up. It's going to be like three of them no we, we
1: don't like like of course like they make these scenarios like we're going to go door to door and it's like we don't go like we have a opioid crisis in this country we don't go searching door to door for fentanyl so let's let's get this out of there you know and i say this you know it you know well i guess we'll talk more about the buyback but this kind of goes into the buyback as well you know if you have a gun that is not licensed and registered and you keep it in the closet, in the top part of your closet, and never brings out, never goes to the range and never sees anything, you know. Yeah, I guess you can have contraband in your closet indefinitely. You know, nobody's going to be any wiser, I guess, until it's wrong. And then you run that risk. But, you know, it's not like there's going to be a consequence if you decide to... Uh, to just keep it storage, what you're facing is if, you, if if that gun does get used, you're going to be facing a lot of charges for not following the law. So, you know, obviously exactly. that's your
0: risk, but, you know, exactly. And, you know, I can give you, I can give you a, a bit of a historical reference or mm-hmm. perspective on that back in the English uh, during the English Reformation times, the, uh, the English people got so sick and tired of going from pro- Protestantism to Catholicism. They just started putting stuff in their attic. You know, because you know it was contraband, so they didn't <laughs> want to be busted with it. You know, it's not like the king was like asking them what's in their attic. And I'm not telling people to break the law. Let's let's go no, ahead and, yeah. and make and make that clear. I'm not telling people to break the law because there are going to be consequences. Yes, you can do that. You know, I, and there's how many people have a bag of weed in their house right now, <laughs> right. right? And no, no, nobody's messing with people. Uh, you know, and, and guns yeah. are completely different. And I'm I'm not endorsing that at all. But there are going to be consequences. If you fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say your kid comes in and goes, "Oh man, I'm gonna go be Rambo in the backyard with my dad's AR," and then well. you know he accidentally shoots and kills the neighbor kid. You know, now you've got a problem, yeah. or the kid gets busted out, busted with it. You know, then you're gonna have problems. It's it's risk and reward, and we we give you the the risk and what you can do, but mm-hmm. what we what we ex- we expect you to do is to turn them in. Yes, we expect people to follow
1: the law. We expect people to follow the law at the end of the day. And I think that the majority of people will follow the law. Or, you know, yeah, I think the majority of people will follow the law, frankly. I mean, the people who don't will be the people who probably, like you said, stick it in their closet and ignore it until it gets passed down a couple generations. And then your grandkid sells it back. So, you know...
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it, not. It's yeah. not gonna stay. My my dad has an yeah. AR fifteen. He made. He made it from a block of metal. Mm-hmm. If that. If it gets left to me, it, it's getting sold exactly. immediately.
1: Hey, three hundred dollars worth of inheritance or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. This <laughs> <You're> is. <right? laughs> this is. <laughs> This is a but, few movies on iTunes. Right. But along right. with the
1: uh, licensing registration, registration, his next point is then uh, background p- checks at the point of purchase. And that's another big thing. You know, the license and registration definitely gives you that mechanism for being able to control the guns and also understanding, like, who has a license in case you need to invoke, like, a red flag law of some sort. Um, but the background checks is really what's going to... Uh, Cover your transfer, and I, I think I said this in the gun episode. Um, you know, in Texas, it's perfectly legal to buy. I could I can meet somebody online and go buy a gun. Out, I could buy an AR fifteen out of the back of somebody's trunk that I just met on Craigslist, as long as they don't know that I'm going to go hold up a convenience store immediately after. So, you know, those that is kinds terrifying of, exactly. So those restrictions need to go uh yes we'll need to o- i think yes we'll need to open up the databases obviously so that way it can be checked uh you know we'll need to work out some mechanisms i mean i think this is a very big area where if gun owners want to be part of the conversation you know beto wants to hear from you and these are the kinds of areas of where he would like to hear from you you know he has some ideas on here on license and registration and how background checks would work but Maybe you have a different idea of how we get to universal background check. You know, we can work something out, but this is, you know, we got to start with we're going to do background checks. Oh yeah, I know
0: absolutely. Out. And that's one of the great things about his campaign is he brings everybody in because he wants to hear from all of us. Everybody has good ideas. And Mm -hmm. I was talking to a coworker who, you know, I believe is a Republican, but he's kind of looking at different options and seeing what else is out there. And we were just talking and he was just genuinely listening. And we were Mm -hmm. talking about stuff like this and it, it, and he, he agreed, you know, these shouldn't be on the streets, universal background checks like that should be a thing. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that has 80%
1: approval and yet it's, it's just
0: not done, dude. I think it's um, higher than that. I think it's like ninety-four percent of people it, want background, universal background checks. Like that was the last thing I saw. I, I think the 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 um, mandatory buybacks is like fifty-two percent. Yeah, it's almost split evenly. Like
1: yeah, and that's still very early in a campaign where Beto would be able to make a really make a case over if you think about it you know, over the course of a presidential campaign for the next year, you keep hammering that, you know, if that, that, that support's going to rise.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the more bodies we have to bury, unfortunately, the, the call is going to rise. And yeah. it's been rising. It's been rising mm-hmm. since, you know, um, uh, Columbine. I mean, you had a lot of people who were blaming video games and they kept blaming video games. And as soon as they try to blame video games, you know, it might have been pervasive in 1999. But the more and more we see, it's not the case. You know, I can tell you 100% that you know I, I play The Legend of Zelda games. I've never put on green tights and gone out into the woods and you know, played my <laughs> arena just like that's not a thing it just some it, people and, do that but you don't <laughs> oh i i don't get me wrong i i might and it, you know i've dressed up for comic con before don't
1: oh okay don't i'm 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 one of those i've done a ren fair once or twice but i've never done comic con
0: <laughs> Re- ren fairs are fun too yeah. but uh so the next point in his um in his plan is to ban assault weapons trigger cranks silencers bump stocks and high capacity Magazines, Mm -hmm. and if that sounds like something out of Call of Duty, you'd be right, (laughs) because it's all stuff that's meant to kill as many people and as possible and as efficiently as possible. Oh yeah, bump bump stocks. Nobody in this country knew what bump stocks were before Las Vegas.
1: Las Vegas, yeah. And isn't it crazy how we are identifying these things based on oh this this thing was used in this shooting, this thing was used in this shooting, this thing was used in this shooting.
0: you yeah. know it,
1: it, it th- this is just very obvious stuff that these these are range toys designed to make a weapon more lethal that's what they
0: are yeah, yeah. well i mean like who doesn't want to shoot a gun with the silencer on it and pretend they're james bond in okay. a gun in a gun range like that i'm totally cool with that like, if you if you were in a safe area you've been checked and and you know you're in a safe location that's that's okay yeah. But being able to just like walk around in the street like there's a dude at the rally in plano with an ar-15 to try to make the point that he was johnny badass that you couldn't come take his ar-15 you know that dude was not going to be able to get through all the police that they were that was just wasn't going to happen like he can he can pretend that he's about to start the next civil war but it's going to be a real real short civil war for him yeah
1: yeah yeah okay. it absolutely yeah those and so, yeah, he definitely wants to get, I mean, all these things need to go. There's really not a purpose. And that does make a good point. Like, you know, just because we're banning these for civilian use doesn't mean that a civilian wouldn't be able to go fire. You can go fire a minigun right now. You can fire an M60. You can fire machine guns. There are places to go. You can fire whatever you want. There are places to go. So, you know, if you want to go have fun, just because we're banning an AR-15 doesn't mean you can't go have fun and shoot one later. You know, there will be options
0: yeah though people i mean i had an uncle who uh competed in competitions with uh, many guns in tennessee which sounds terrifying but it's apparently a thing but like stuff like that that is controlled a controlled situation it is not just some dude in your neighborhood that just bought an ar-15 or an ak-47 because he 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 wants to be cool and Uh, Instagram
1: yeah that's not something uh, and I think I even mentioned this and when we talked about the guns you know if maybe we had a different environment uh, surrounding guns and surrounding these weapons where there was more respect for them, where people actually kept them in gun safes, people. You know, I think about it like these are weapons of war. When I was in the army, what I had to do to, in order to get an A, get my M16 or AR-15, you know, it was you had to check it out. It was locked away. It was you know a lot of controls around when you could use it, how you could use it. You know, if if. If those were those kinds of requirements, maybe we would be talking about this, but that's not the environment we have right now. So they have they you know they have to go. They they just cannot exist with the type of gun laws that we currently exist and the gun culture we currently have. These things don't belong in people's basements. You just don't. No, not at all.
0: It's the Wild yeah. West out here, and it's not a controlled situation. Yeah. The fact that the army is that controlled but the public isn't mm-hmm. should tell you everything you need to know, and that's why this national buy, buy, uh, buyback program for banned assault law, uh, weapons and, and handguns is, is such a key piece. Of that because we need to get them off the streets and by offering an incentive for that, like let's say if you paid three hundred dollars for your uh, AR fifteen and the government's going to give you six hundred dollars, I'm taking that every day. Yeah, right. That's that's double my money. Right, I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, but you you have so many people and this harkens back to the hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. So he's not going to take your AR-15. You're going to bring it to him and you're going to sell it. Uh-huh. So when you get assholes like Briscoe Kane, who says, uh, come and get my AR Robert Francis, which is a very veiled threat, by the way. I have tw- – I, I tagged um, his law um, office. I've tagged the FBI in that because all that's going to do – is he might think that's cute and funny, but there's going to be somebody out there that takes it seriously just like the shooter in El Paso.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's It's going to get people killed. Something else um, that he really did cleverly on this, even the buyback program and the ban... He's focusing very specifically on the AR-15 and AK-47. So there's always these, when you start having these conversations, oh, we want to build assault weapons, we want to sell assault rifles, you start getting into these technical discussions with... Uh, uh, uh it, the second amendment folks who start saying well you need you know you need to properly define every specific technical requirement of what makes something a re- assault rifle and if i disagree with one aspect of that technical thing then the whole thing's bad you know they, they get to this level of expertise and minutiae better just short-circuited all that and said you know what no these are two very specific models of weapon they also happen to be the most commonly available and commonly used those are the ones we're taking. You know, we're going to yeah, we'll talk about the rest of the models and we'll talk about everything else, but we're not going to focus on those right. We're focusing on AR-15s and AK-47s. So that way I'm not going to sit here and try and have a conversation about whether or not your M5 is an assault rifle. Yes it is, but I don't want to have to explain why. You know, what I'm saying so we're just going to we're just going to short circuit and say no, two very specific models that we're going to attack that we're going after and uh, yeah, that that and, and then we'll deal with the rest of it. I mean, he, Beto, said very frankly, I'm—he's very aware that this is not going to get it all. There's still going to be other stuff out there. There's still going to be, you know, hybrids and other things that are close to assault rifles but not quite. Um, so, you know, we'll worry about the—we'll worry about that bridge when we get to it. Right now, we just need to get the most popular model, the AR-15, the AK-47, off the streets.
0: Yes absolutely <laughs> sorry i got on yeah, my soapbox there yeah hey man it's cool man i, I was feeling <laughs> i was here for you i was here for that shit fuck yeah let's go All
1: <laughs> No,
0: right. he's, he's not he's not wrong it's 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 you know, people are dying and yes. you know everywhere 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 my school was on a modified lockdown two day because Again. somebody got shot and kill, killed yeah, wow. we, we were on a modi- not not because we had a threat, but because somebody had been shot and killed in the vicinity. I had kids in my room that were like, Mister True, I really gotta go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, I can't let you go. We can't even move classes. We have to. We're stuck in this room, and and kids, you know, when you tell them, the sad part about all of this is, um, kids get it. Kids know. I'm like, we're on a modified lockdown, guys, and they're like, oh, okay. Mm. it shouldn't be like that they should be be like what is what is a what is a modified lockdown i should have to explain it to them but the fact that they know i mean while good given the climate is also bad Mm. you know it's a problem and another issue that he he's he's uh put into his plan is he wants to make it harder for people to stockpile weapons the shooter in um at las vegas had how many ar-15s like just tons and tons of weapons that he didn't even have to reload he just had them all loaded and was tossing them that's how he was able to kill so many people is he just had so many guns and then he had the bump stock that just it, it elevated that, which I believe the Trump administration actually banned. I believe we have banned black, uh, bump stocks. I which think is we have. Awesome, yes. yes, which is fantastic. But that is again treating as a symptom and not killing the disease. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I. I
1: it, yeah, I it, mean, it's I, just I, it's mind-boggling. Like, th- and this is the thing with that. Um, you know, there's obviously hobbyists who like to have guns and they want to do this. A hobbyist can still very easily function with, uh, you know, purchasing one gun a month. I mean, if you're purchasing one gun a month, if you're purchasing more than one gun a month, then, you know, that's not a hobby. That's an uh, arsenal. <laughs> you know, a hobbyist, you know, I don't know about you, but I my hobbies don't involve buying, you know, Several hundred dollars, you know, a a Glock could cost eight hundred bucks. I'm not going to spend that every month, and if I'm going to do, you know, that's one a month. Like a hobbyist will be fine. That's more than enough for you to get you to 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 to, to build a collection if you want to have a collection. And then on the flip side of that is, if you're going to try and sell that, you can only sell like five a year. You know, if you sell more than that, uh, you're going to be you're going to be considered a dealer, and that basically gets around a lot of these private purchases. So yeah, you can still you know, my friend, I know he's a shooter, he has his license. We'll figure out the transfer. I want to sell him a gun because you know for whatever reason, you can still do that. Like you can still sell your friends guns. You can't, you know arm your entire friend circle (laughs) there's a little bit difference (laughs)
0: you can't put together a a militia and i think we've seen how well the militias work in this country like Mm that you these second amendment guys are like it's for the militia so we can overthrow the government because that's worked so well in the past
1: right um
0: what was it um oh man what was the place where they were up uh it was a family um do you know what i'm talking about the uh it, it was like right around waco um around that time the, um they lived out in like the woods and stuff and the oh. police like descended upon them i i can't remember what it was called we're not but They talking, were, like, not, not the branch members. davidian Bra- uh, not branch Bra-
1: davidian that was because that was in waco
0: and that but yeah. that was
1: a firearms thing they were modifying yeah, that, they were turning weapons they were turning semi-automatics into automatics if i remember yeah. correctly
0: yeah no they were doing that too but there was a, a just this other like sect of people you know malicious mm- don't work you know, uh, McVeigh got into the whole militia thing because that was popular in the '90s, and it's never gone anywhere. None of them have ever overthrown the government, right? Yes. You're not, you can't, you and your little AR-15 and your drinking buddies. That you watch football with on Sundays are not gonna be able to overthrow Navy uh, sequel Team yeah, Six. Yeah. Those I mean, guys I mean, are gonna wipe the floor with you in seconds.
1: Right. I mean to be fair, if you wanna go out there and you wanna go camp in the woods and play soldiers for a weekend and do that, you'll do that. <laughs> you know, but that's part of the well regulated part, you know? It needs to be Exactly. It needs to be, you know, you if you don't wanna join the army reserves, then create a structure that allows you to do what you want to do and you can do you know there are ways of doing that you is it it just needs to be more controlled than yeah my drinking buddies let's all go in the woods and start camping you know that's and and shoot guns that that doesn't
0: that's not a militia that doesn't sound safe (laughs) right that's like that's the opposite of safe like i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to you know handle firearms under the influence of anything coughs are nothing that would be that would be
1: stupid, that would be, yeah. which we generally refer to as stupid. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I, I've always found like when you were a kid playing army was cool. When you're an adult, it's just weird, right? You don't need to do that. Like yeah. I if mean, you, I'll if, be, if I've if done it. I've done it. Uh, have you Have you ever played uh, airsoft? See airsoft and and uh, and paintball. I see is kind of different. That's not like you and your guy, yeah. guys like with real guns, really planning to no, to no. overthrow the government. Like it's it's you. Like I've played airsoft. I've done I've done paintball. Um, we had, funny story. We had an airsoft war in a Texas roadhouse after hours between you know four of us. They oh, still man. find airsoft pellets in that uh, in that building to this yeah, day. That can't be good for the
1: drywall. I mean. <laughs>
0: no i I, I don't i don't know man it's been years i'm pretty sure the whole walls are made out of wood oh okay one of those yeah i got it it was a texas roadhouse man Um, right it's all made out of wood so which 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 brings us to point seven that's to implement extreme risk protection orders also known as red flag laws and close loopholes so domestic abusers those who pose a threat to themselves or others can't get guns duh those yeah. seem like the like the the people you <laughs> don't want having guns. Exactly, right? exactly. And this
1: has been something that's really been kind of coming up more recently. I don't remember really red flag laws being talked about a lot. Uh, you know, even as four or five years ago, uh, this is something that's really become more prominent. But it's it's smart. You know, it, you have people, especially when you're talking about suicide. You know, you have people who are posing a risk to themselves or others, and sometimes you just need to remove the the weapon from that situation to make it less lethal. Um, you know, there's all kinds of scenarios where that has, that need it. Now, there obviously needs to be controls in place. You know, this there are abuse possibilities, so there needs to, you know, be a due process, has to go through a judge of some sort, and there also needs to be a, you know, a, a good way of... You know, pleading your case. You know what I'm saying. So if you're, if you are, if you are, if you are getting red flag logged, you need to be able to. Okay, no, this person's actually lying. I'm fine. Uh, similar to a lot of those um, laws where they could uh, incarcerate you, not incarcerate you, but put you on a mental health hold. I've. Each state has different names for them, and I can't remember them like what they're called all the time but where you where if you're like suicidal they can put you into a, a psychological so sim situation here you know create some due process around it make sure that you know it works for everybody but yeah you know if you pose a risk you need to get those guns yeah. the guy the shooter in uh el paso his mother tried to report him to the fbi Yeah, You know, (laughs) like this, that was, you know, imagine if we had a red flag law, he doesn't have his uh, AK-47 readily accessible. Suddenly it's going to be a lot harder for me to make that attack.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. If your mom's calling, it's it's probably a problem. And that's another thing. And for this to work as well is we need to listen to women a little bit more because how many abuse cases don't get taken seriously? Yes. So that's got, that's got to be another part of things is we we have to actually hold people accountable because I'm like pretty sure that uh, that Brock Turner for the three months that he that he did could probably own a weapon and he raped a someone who was passed out like mm-hmm. that's not okay I, mean, I believe it's in California so the, the gun laws might be there might be a little bit stricter there but I mean if he was in Texas and the dude walked in three months. Yeah. you know that's a that's a problem. If if somebody like that can buy a gun, you know uh, that's 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 not okay. But you know, again, he's he's a really good swimmer.
1: <laughs> well, was he? Did he get Jesus. end up with a fair, felony?
0: I I don't know. No. I don't know what what is what the deal is because I don't remember you know, that they said Dave. he was a real. He, the argument was he was a really good swimmer. So I remember that part.
1: Lessons. I remember that part, and that was ridiculous. I just couldn't remember if he ended up with a felony charge because uh, that would still be one of those things where with felonies you wouldn't be able to get license and registration. Although if we talk, talk about criminal justice, there should obviously be ways to re-enfranchise people as, you know, I don't think just because you're a felon, you should lose your rights for the rest of your life. There should be ways to regain your
0: rights if you meet certain criteria. Yeah. I mean, you have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops, but yeah, that's the whole point of our penal system, which I think that we've, we've, uh, we've talked about mm-hmm. is, is like, you know, it's rehabilitation. Right. And anyway. to, the, to the next point, that's uh, uh, and that's point number eight, it's to declare gun violence a public health emergency. That's it. Like, we don't really understand anything more. We had 31, 31 mm-hmm. 32 people die in El Paso and Dayton in less than 24 hours. That's an epidemic. If people were dying of the flu at that rate, I mean, even a rate less than that, it would be a public health emergency. Yeah,
1: we, we declare public health emergencies for a lot of stuff. It doesn't have to be, you know... Healthcare related <laughs> you know you can have a public health emergency for anything really but one of the things i wrote you know the nih was blocked from being able to actually study gun violence so just you know by law they're able they're not able to study gun violence that's wrong you know they, they need to be able to look into it and figure out you know come up with best solutions tell it you know let's do a study and then figure out if you know what we have is missing the mark where are we missing the mark What's a better slide And do that in a real scientific process, not just uh, you know making talking points.
0: Exactly. You know? I, like it's it should it should be more than just people having a conversation. It, yeah. I mean that needs to be part of it, but also we need to have all of the facts behind it before people more, before more people are dying. Right. And, start, and you know that's Go Let's say say start making some evidence based decisions. Exactly. Not just make shit up. Like I can yeah. make shit up. It's easy. But we need like hard facts, and we really want to go at this the right way. Right. And and this will bring us to our final point, and that is point number nine, and that is to make gun trafficking a federal crime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, I've, I'm not a hundred percent sure why that's not already a thing. I say that a lot when we do this show, but like <sighs> I cannot figure out how the hell that it's... like. I mean this is one of the problems – like you talk about
1: the gun violence in Chicago. Illinois has some strict gun laws, but they're buying the guns across state lines.
0: Yeah, I have a friend who's from Chicago. He said the guns aren't coming from Chicago. They're coming from like Michigan where they bring them across the border. Oh, that's – it's it's not people in Chicago. It's the people in Michigan. And I actually
1: think this is an area where we could actually find a lot of common ground with gun owners. We have a very hodgepodge system of laws across the state, all the states. You know, you could – I mean you know this. Uh, you're in uh, Virginia. You, ha- you have a gun and you start driving up ninety five. you know – you could be committing – you cross into D.C., you could be committing a felony. And you cross out of D.C. – well, actually, I think D.C. changed their uh, gun laws recently, didn't they?
0: I'm not 100% they,
1: sure. I think they just – did. but anyways, the point is, you know, just driving up by 95, you run in – you could cross so many jurisdictions. You know, you're fine in one state, and then you cross into Jersey, and suddenly you're a criminal. You know, so I think that there are some real opportunities to work with gunners here to make a – Less of a hodgepodge system where we, you know, have different requirements in different states, and you know, making a, a baseline across everything really, I think is is a would help
0: them out as lot a lot as well. So you know, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, my grandfather left his guns with my mother when he moved to New Jersey because he could not take them with him. Yeah, like, and that and that that pisses people off too, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to make it easy for everybody. Like. Granted, you're going to have the whole argument of states' rights, but uh, at the same time, like, if we can find a universal way of doing this that makes everybody happy, which is damn near impossible, right. it, it may not be a bad idea to look into.
1: And even with states' rights, I mean, you know, we the, the Beto's plan provides mechanisms to enforce local restrictions, like through the licensing and registration, because you know who has guns, you know what they're trained to do. So you can then even uh, work on making your community safe based on that.
0: So, you know, this is a framework that other things can get built off of. Oh, absolutely, and and that's 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 pretty much the crux of all of all of this is just making us safer and, and bringing down the the body count. It, it's just so many of us dying. And if you go through Beto's plan, there's a bunch of different bullet points in here as well, um, as far as like reversing the Trump administration's policy of allowing fugitives to purchase guns, um, undoing and this this has always blown my ma- my mind undoing regulatory action that allows access to three D printing of plastic guns. Like what? yeah like, how do you how do you track that like what asshole came up and i know some dude like wanted to put it on the internet and fuck that guy yeah it's, but yeah. but that's not cool uh but he he's you know direct atf to deem any individual or business that sells over mm-hmm. five guns in a single year gun dealer we've touched and this is all stuff we've touched on so we're not really going to dive too into it too much if you really want to see what he has on here go to better com and check out his policy plan on um, on gun reform um and and gun violence in america um one of the and this is the last one i'm going to pull from here is the the increased funding for the cdc and nih to conduct research on gun violence like you know, i can get behind like that let's 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 figure out where the problem lies here guys uh let's let's solve the issue let's come together on this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and then that's that's pretty much that's the crux of his uh of his of his plan so like yeah. From, based so, off of what we went over last time, what do you think? Like, what do so, you think he hit and how? Ha- yeah, and hit where I we... mean, I think so. I mean, a lot of the same stuff he carried forward,
1: um, a lot of stuff that he really kind of pulled out of his pan and that was already in there and brought to the forefront, um, you know, like the licensing and registration and such. Um, and then he added the, you know, the very very bold statement of no we're banning these things we need to stop being afraid of these talking points and actually ban ar-15s bay ak-47s and get these things off our street you know let's stop let's stop playing around with this game let's get it let's get it over with
0: oh yeah absolutely and uh so as as far as our our, our supplement goes guys you have you have the material to dig into it so um i do want to plug one thing uh, me and Ryan are, are really trying to make this uh, this podcast better, and we're getting better each day. Just him and I brainstorming and getting more people and having more ideas about what we're doing, but we're balling on a budget here. So if you jump over to the um, looking ahead to Better Day's website – or I mean our uh, actual Twitter page, and I'm going to put this up on our, on our website too – um, we are selling Looking Ahead to Beto Days t-shirts, a podcast for The Relentless. Um, they're 30, 30 bucks a piece, which I know sounds super, super steep, but here is where it really, really helps. Half of the profit goes to us getting more equipment. Neither of us, are we're, we're getting paid $0 for this. Yeah. Yes. We do this because we want to bring you as much better information as we possibly can. And we, we have won't... a bunch of... and we have a blast doing it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I have a ball, man. Like I just like hanging out with people. You and oh, yeah. I get, get, have become buddies. Like I'm, I'm all about this. We're, we're expanding. We're bringing other people in. Right. Um, and that's really when I started this, like I, that was my goal was to get everybody involved and have everybody's voice heard. And that's what we're doing. Ryan is coming right along with me. He's picked up yeah. the mantle and we're all moving forward. So we really want to get a little bit of better gear. We want to be able to go places and actually interview people and do things. So that's what selling, you know, this T-shirt helps with. Half of that goes to that, but also the other half goes to the Better Work campaign. We're going to start making um, donations to him. Each profit half to uh, half to the podcast half to Beto work so it's not like yeah. we're just like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna make as much money off yeah. of we're, we're not pulling as a Michael
1: we're not pulling a Michael Avanti here and telling and trying to fundraise off of Beto's name we're gonna be very upfront we're taking we are taking half and uh, but we're giving Beto. and that was something that was important to me to make sure that we that this also you know at least some of the proceeds go to Beto because you know if you buy a t-shirt off the website it all goes to Beto and you know if you could donate to Beto or, you know, if you, if you give it to us, we really
0: appreciate it. Thank you. But
1: we will make sure that, you know, we're all here to support Beto. So we want to make sure Beto is a part of that as well.
0: Exactly, and that's another thing. Guys, get out, volunteer. We have an FEC dot, uh, deadline coming up. Let's get get those donations in. Talk to your friends. Get your friends donating, so we can oh, get oh, those oh, oh, individual donors. Go for it. I I'm will, here for it.
1: I will be. Uh, I will also be at the steak fry. I will be pre-
0: previewing the T-shirt there. So, oh yeah, look, look for look, e- yeah. Look for Ryan. Like I take lots of pictures of yourself with everybody <laughs> rocking that T-shirt. Um, fun fact: uh, I made it. Like I, you know, uh, I did actually have a supporter, um, shout out to Nevi, <laughs> She's awesome. Um, she made, helped me make the logo so I could make it transparent. And that's another thing. We are also selling the logo. If you don't want one of our shirts and you want to get your own shirt, you can buy our logo for $15. Um, just again, hit us on Twitter. Um, looking ahead to Beto days or our, our tagline at look to Beto days, um, hit us on there shoot us a dm either i or ryan will get back to you and and we'll we'll work that out yeah
1: oh and uh we i think you mentioned on the twitter also um all the official stuff i think we're going to be now sharing uh you know access to the in the official twitter or email so so you send uh, to that and you will get both of us we will we are both uh chris is kind of doing the majority of it but i'll i i, I lurk <laughs>
0: He does in the shadows, and yes. you can also follow both of us at our individual Twitters. Mine is, @realchristrue, um, yeah. and just mine like is it at real Chris True, sounds.
1: mine is at Darwin sixty nine two ends in Darwin. So,
0: and it's my, underscore two, right? No, uh, not on Twitter. No, no, is that's my, on uh, that's on Reddit. That's on Reddit. Ryan <laughs> is a Reddit master, so. <laughs> But, uh then guys uh thanks for being here thanks for listening um this is our first duo episode it we're, we're, what do you we're think how do you improving. think it went I think it went great like we have such good chemistry like um, yeah. it's just getting our our timing down like I'm'm I'm, I, I love it like I yeah. it just we have a lot of enthusiasm all around it, and I think that's gonna really pay off as opposed yeah I think to...
1: I think this is gonna work out yeah it seems like it's uh Seems like we'll gonna be able be a, to get something.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and people aren't going to be just like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to get to the discussion" because I don't want to have to listen to this asshole talk anymore. <laughs> but yeah. All right. but uh, yeah, guys, thanks, uh, and you know, let's keep on looking ahead to better days.